guys, this episode is fantastic. My great friend John Bannister stopped in. Some of you may know who that is. We went to Hiles Anderson College together. And uh, we both have a similar background growing up and, of course, college and even after college. So um, we're both outside of the IFB now, the Independent Fundamental Baptist Cult. But if that's something that you have interest in or if you've enjoyed podcasts in the past where we talked about Hiles Anderson College, you're sure to enjoy this episode. I guarantee it. Also, me and John were raised with a certain belief around disciplining your children, which we now believe to be untrue. So if that's something that you've struggled with or you have questions about or you just want to find out more information about it, this episode is absolutely for you. So once again, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate your feedback, appreciate your support more than you probably know. Thank you so much and enjoy this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. My name's Stuart. This is my good friend John, and this is the Not Your Mother's Podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Wow. Okay. So it seems every time we have John on, and thank you for being with us again, I appreciate it. Honestly. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, we're going to talk about alcohol because, as I've said before, or I don't know where this episode will drop in relation to the others, so that may not come out right. Yeah. But but John is a uh, aficionado of the finer alcoholic beverages, and so we're going to talk about what he, he's got. Because John uh, has brought his own alcohol, and it, that was I drink a lot of whiskey generally, and even the great whiskey, at least what I've had, can still be pretty caustic and really bite. It tastes good, but it's, the full flavor really bites for me. Right. That wasn't even. There was no bite there. Yeah, it was no. Just so we got smooth. Yeah, so we got a rum. Traditionally, a lot of people like to mix their rums and like Coke and stuff like that and mixed beverages. This is Kirk Sweeney. It's off of Kirk, some boat. Kirk and Sweeney. Kirk and Sweeney. Okay. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> I have a 23-year-old one at home. It's fabulous. California doesn't stock it. It's hard to get across the border for some Not reason. Not really a big surprise. Um, but this is a 12-year. California sucks at something else. Well, what do you know? Yeah. Um, but it's better at something. This is delicious. Yeah, it's good. We will not speak of whatever those things are. <laughs> at any rate, <laughs> anyway, this is a 12-year, and it is It's delicious. fabulous. It's, it's delicious. got hints of vanilla, so if you are a Coke mixer, you can go ahead and mix that in with your Coke, and it will be like vanilla Coke. But straight, it's good too. So. Yeah, it's delicious. Good so, stuff. so thank you for bringing that. That is uh, that's fucking amazing. Um, so we, uh, I know, from time to time, I'll get things not necessarily here on the podcast, but from time to time, I'll get feedback to let me know that you guys, not necessarily y'all, but like some people are unappreciative of the bashing that goes on, and I get that. Um, but uh, it's not your mother's podcast. And it's kind of my podcast, and so I kind of talk about whatever's on my mind. And whenever that's not on my mind anymore, then I won't talk about it. But um, it's still on my mind. And so me and John have been through uh, not the same, but our situations, our lives bear a lot of similarities. Right. And they don't bear a lot of similarities just from Hiles Anderson College. There were similarities before either of us got there. So we're going to kind of backtrack from the normal conversation that we have about college or current um, cult leadership, things like that. We're gonna backtrack a little bit, at least for the beginning here, and we're gonna talk about uh, childhood, 
growing up. And I know I've talked about growing up in a cult before, but we're going to go a little bit different direction this time. The one thing, and John can speak to this personally, but I'll speak for myself. The one thing that anytime I talk about my childhood or growing up in the IFB cult, I like to, um, I don't know if preface is the right word, but I always like to make the statement that I love my parents to death. I really do. Yeah. And, you know, John feels the same way about his parents. I don't think you know my parents. <laughs> no, but they, they produce the good product right, right there. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, your four years the Hiles Anderson couldn't have done <laughs> no. what your parents did. No, that's, that's for sure. True. They would tell you different. But <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. be wrong. So, oh, man. but at any rate, I do want to make that statement right up front. Because of the area that we're going to be getting into, the things we're going to be talking about, one of the big things when it comes to, I wouldn't say all cults, but the ones that I'm familiar with, including the IFB, there's a, uh, I, I am tired of the statement, oh, there's a lot of good people in it. I'm not saying that there's not, right. but that statement is kind of a cop-out for what's really going on inside that cult and other cults. Right, and there's good people in it, Yeah, but they're being programmed to do very wrong things. Exactly. And, and that's, they're set up for failure, really. Right, yeah. absolutely. And, that's and if you can perform good at first, that's fine, but that's it's going to eventually bite you in the butt. It's going to. There's going to be a lot of sorrow yeah. and hurt, yeah. And the, the point that I wanted to make was... I feel like people like my parents, your parents, and other good people that were or are in the cult have been manipulated and are passing on those manipulative tendencies to whoever's beneath them, whether it's who they teach in Sunday school, whether it's their own children, whether it's their neighbors, whoever it is, they're passing that on. So I don't, we don't do this podcast and we don't uh, say the things we're going to say to be, um, uh, to be angry or, or mean or in mm-hmm. any way... Yeah, demeaning towards our family members, especially our parents. But these were our experiences, and so we're going to tell them how they happened to us. Right. Um, so I'll give just a brief overview synopsis of growing up. Yeah. Um, not even just the cult, just when and where. So I was born in um, uh, I was born in the middle of the 1980s, um, and I was born in Hammond, <coughs> excuse me, Indiana, the mecca of fundamentalism. Jeez. Yeah, I was born. Uh, is it? Now I have trouble remembering. John born on Silly Street, yeah, right? Dude, oh, I was honestly born like two blocks away. Really? It's either St. Margaret's or St. Oh, Mary's. There is one. Is it, it towards is it? the grocery store? Yes, towards yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's St. Margaret's. I don't know the name. Yeah, I it's St. Margaret's. We're gonna say St. Margaret's. Correct. Because if we're wrong, I should actually have asked John before we jumped on here. Because John Warden was born at the same hospital. Yeah, you guys were. Like, um, yeah, hospital. Yeah, hospital. Baby gross. buddies. Um, but at any rate, uh, that's where I was born, and then at, right after that, uh, uh, my parents, I, th- I think my dad had graduated right before or after. I was born, um, no, let's see, it was October, so at any rate, not long after I was born, I don't think I was quite a year old, my dad took a small country church in a town called Ober, Indiana. Uh, the nearest big town was Knox, Indiana. They had two stoplights. Cool. Two? Yeah, two stoplights. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. It was definitely more than a one-horse town. There were lots of horses. Yeah. But at any rate, so that, that's where I grew up, and then we moved around a bit. But from the day I was born, I was in the Independent Fundamental Baptist cult. Um, that, was, that was from the day I was born until um, about, I would, I'd say, 26, 27 years old, something like that. Probably, no, yes, 26, 27 is when I got out. So that, that entire block of my life was very much consumed by the Independent Fundamental Baptist cult. Gotcha. And so growing up in that was Quite, quite a looking, growing up and it was normal because it was all I knew. Mm-hmm. And when you grow up inside something or you're indoctrinated early and it's nearly all you know, it seems very normal, very, um, you know, this is just how it is. And even when someone someone says to a 15-year-old me, like, dude, that's weird or strange, you're like, 
It's been this way my whole life, and I'm 15. It's fine. It's normal. But um, so that was my experience, and we'll talk. I'll talk about more specifics and details. We're going to get into specific subject matter. But tell me about your your experience, because I don't think you were born into it. Is that correct? No, I wasn't born okay. into it. Um, I was born in church, of course. Um, and once again, just to piggyback off of uh, what Stuart was saying too, I had the most fabulous parents out there. Um, um, my mom, man, she could teach you how to love anybody, and my dad. Um, Taught me how to work, and I wouldn't be anywhere without those two. That's awesome. And um, and another play out to my dad too, because I kind of called him <laughs> the A word on one of the other <laughs> podcasts. On which if episode. you really see what I was saying, I didn't call him an ass. No, I no, was no. being an ass. That right? was you. But anyway, um, but yeah, no, my dad is a guy that no matter what happens, you push through it, and um, you get through it, and you get things done, yep. and it doesn't matter what you've done. You just pick yourself up and keep going, right? So anyway, um, I was born in Joliet, Illinois, which we all know if you're from um, Hammond, where that's at. Um, um, it's a suburb of Chicago, um, but I didn't know anything right. about IFB. I mean, I'm not sure they so might have you, been they might have been independent fundamental Baptist, but I'm not sure. I have no idea. So you what were that born term in the was. '80s, right? I was born in the '80s, and so you. You lived in Joliet, but you didn't have any knowledge of First Baptist Church Hammond. None That's whatsoever. Crazy. That's and I crazy. went to um, I went to Excuse Calvary me. Baptist Church once again. Great church, great ministry there. Um, tons of good friends still to this day from that church. Um, but yeah, so we went to Calvary ever since I was born till the age of eight. Okay. And I never heard anything about Hiles. I know some of my friends ended up going to Ridgewood Academy. Which I believe played basketball against um, Hiles. HB. HB. Yeah. yeah. And of course, they were always weirded out by all the strict rules and stuff. Yeah. But um, the church that I was a part of, we would have we would have pool parties. We would what? have fellowships. We would go out to eat, have fun, relax. And um, never, from my perspective anyway, yeah. no bad thoughts, no bad agendas, any right. of that stuff, right? Um, never heard anything about mixed swimming. None of those taboo topics. Mixed swimming. Anyway, so then from there, we always vacation in Monaco, Wisconsin every single year. I believe that was from when I was born to or close to it. Yeah. Um, so we vacation in Monaco, Wisconsin with another family every single year. And then my dad had the desire to go ahead and move up there. Okay. And, um, so um, my dad wanted to move. My mom, not so much. You were um, how old? I was... When we moved, I was eight years old. We moved okay. on my eighth birthday. Oh, wow. Like, once again, my weird memory kicks yeah, in. Yeah, I went to sure. grandma's house and, and opened up my present. It was Tasmanian devil underwear. And I was like, okay. yeah, that is awesome, <laughs> right? I love Taz. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was that was a big impression on my life, <laughs> obviously. Sure. Clearly. And then I got into fundamentalism and it erased it all. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. No, anyway, it raised, so. It definitely erased some of mine. So then um, we moved up to Wisconsin. My dad moved up first. And once again, our upbringing wasn't you go find a church and move your family to yeah. it. It was my dad wanted to live there. Right. We had fun times there as a yeah. kid. That's a place I would like to That's live. We're going to go. You relocated for the experience, exactly. not for a, 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 a clergy or a church. No, not at all. Yeah. That was an afterthought. Which. Yeah. In IFB, of course, they would say that that would be a disaster. It would, yeah. That's the end of the world, absolutely. Right, but that was not the motive that we went up there. But cool. what ended up happening was my dad went up there. He got in a horrible car accident, mm. almost died, mm. um, but um, um, came back, healed up. He had a job up there, and then um, he would say, you know, and, and 
I'm sure it was, but God was working on his life or For whatever, sure. yeah. whatever capacity it was at that time. And so my dad really felt like God was trying to do something in his life and he wasn't where he thought he needed to be type right. thing, right? And so right. all of a sudden we started, it's like all about looking for churches. Um, we would have gone to church anyway. We were very active in the church that we were in yeah. before. But um, anyway, when we got up there, right before we got up there, my dad was looking at all these different churches. Right. And something stood out to him that maybe it stood out when he was a kid, but in any of the churches I went in, I never even heard KJV mentioned. Really? Once. Wow. But did they like, use the never. KJV? Yes, they did. Yeah, but they didn't, it wasn't like a big deal. Like, if you don't use it, you're the devil. Not that I know not of. If there was recall. stuff in the adults' minds, maybe. Right. But not as a kid. I never right. heard anything about that. that. Okay. I didn't hear stuff about dress and all this other stuff. Yeah. Like It was totally removed. Um, so anyway, um, but what stood out to me as a kid was we were trying out all these churches and there was bigger churches that had youth groups and stuff like that. It was cool. They were nice or friendly, but it, for whatever weird reason, there was a hang up about the KJV. Yeah. And, um, I think what it more so was, was this what we're familiar with, or we'd remember this yeah. pastor when we were a kid mm -hmm. talking about the KJV How and we don't really know why, but it's important. So we're right. going to hold on to that one. And so while my dad was looking up there for a church, he found a church that like three ladies were at and they were listening to a tape recorder uh -huh. of Jack Hiles. And so gotcha. so he walked, <clears throat> he found a church, he walked in the front door just to kind of survey it yep. and that's what he walked into. Yeah, he went okay. to the auditorium, nobody was there, but yeah. he could hear something playing. So he yeah. walked downstairs, there's three ladies sitting there. And I think that really um, pulled on my dad's heart a little yeah. bit because he's like, wow, this that's is dedication. real to them. Yeah. And and once again, not knowing anything about Hiles, not knowing anything about First Baptist Church Hammond, that was our introduction to that. So gotcha. long story short, we ended up there. Okay. And that's where I was introduced. And that was an IFB church. I mean, clearly, that was an IFB church. Yes. Jack. <laughs> it wasn't a college student. I think right. the guy was a bus kid okay. from there, and he ended up in that area. That gotcha. was my first introduction okay. to First Baptist. Okay. And then... And um, fundamentalism. Yeah. Okay, so... Again, for me, at no point until the age of, I would say, 25 or 26, well, no, until the age that I got out, was anything that we did or said inside of that cultish atmosphere foreign. It was never foreign. It was always like, no, this is just the way it is. This is how we do things. The dress, the standards, yeah. the you're not allowed to go to movies, and all that bullshit was just like, no, it's commonplace. Mm -hmm. But would you say for you there was a point of realization as a child or a, a, a young adult, a teenager, where you were like, oh, like, not necessarily that it's wrong, because if your parents are the ones telling you this is how it's going to be, it's rarely would you assume that it's wrong, but was there a point when you noticed a difference, or what were some things that were yeah, different? Yeah, so there was, there was definitely, definitely things that were weird, yep. but, um, of course, my family, they were always about respect, and, you know, your, mm -hmm. your parents, you do what your parents say, you know, mm -hmm. and different things like that. But we went to these churches, and I think it related to my parents' like childhood culture yeah. of, oh, wow, America has slipped kind of deal. Yeah. This guy was more mild than any other First okay. Baptist Church person. Once again, he, he was like a bus kid. He, he wasn't, wasn't preaching America, America, and no. his, his sackcloth. Or, what, yeah. what was that? Was that supposed to be sackcloth? Sackcloth and ashes? Yeah, no, it wasn't, though. It was He called it something else. I don't know. It was made out of burlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I don't think it was called sackcloth. Maybe it was. Anyway. I don't know. He didn't rent his clothes, though. Never saw that. What do you mean he didn't rent his clothes? Oh, <laughs> someone saw it. Several someone saw it. Trust. Yeah. Anyway. But you're supposed to rent those. <laughs> yeah, things. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
Anyway, be biblical. Go, go full. For full those war. of you that are like, what in the world? That's like ripping your clothes yeah, up. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and don't. If you don't know who we're talking about, it's that's better. Yeah, that's good. So, Visit the federal pen in Kentucky. You'll find out quick. <laughs> but. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interject. Yeah, it's so the right. difference is when so, you got into this. So anyway, yeah. So when we went in as a kid, like we were very active in sports. My dad was like, I mean, not so much education, and yeah. of course, he wasn't the best in school either. But <laughs> sports mattered, yeah, and yeah. team mattered, and it was always yeah. about. Up till we moved up there, it was always like you don't let your team down. Like right. you show up when the team does. Right. You play as hard as, it, mm -hmm. as as you can. You do your best. It was all about character. Yeah. Um, even if you're sitting on the bench, you show up and yeah. you're there, right? And where it started to affect That's uh, that my brother and I. Bringing. Yeah, yeah, totally. But um, my brother and I, where we started to really struggle a little bit, was yeah. now we got involved in this church. We would have basketball tournaments on the weekend after the season was oh, over right yeah we would always go before it wasn't even a question right and now then it was all this little stuff where it's like you need to take a stand for jesus so you can't play on sunday it's like but wait we're like in the first place championship game and now now i can't and I, we didn't tell them this ahead of time right now i need to take a stand you for jesus yeah but you should right? you shouldn't have to because you were in church before and this wasn't an issue exactly but Never now suddenly with this church and nobody would have even questioned it nobody would have said oh. oh you're a reprobate or any of that stuff right and so now we did it was the most embarrassing thing i've ever experienced in my I life i think that's very interesting to note that there's such an emphasis put on church attendance mm -hmm. and there's plenty of other denominations or even similar Baptist denominations, I shouldn't say I, like, I think that's redundant, but Baptist churches that 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 yeah they want you to be there, but if you're not there, it's, it's okay, it's yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like I, I had a friend um, text me the other day, and she said um, a mutual friend of ours saw her mom at church. This is a convoluted story, but a mutual friend of ours saw her mom at church, so he texted her and was like, hey, you know, saw your mom today. Like she hasn't been to church in months. And she doesn't regularly attend, but he wanted to reach out. You know why? I don't. This is not going to air anywhere near the right time for me to say this, but whatever. He reached out because the next Sunday was Easter Sunday, uh, so you got to get those numbers on Easter uh, Sunday. It's just to me. There's just this. Um, how many times did you hear? We missed you at whatever it was this yep. week. Thursday night soul winning. Saturday morning soul winning. Uh, uh, Sunday night church. Wednesday night church. Miss you on Wednesday this week. I Which, know, by the I've, way, I've said it plenty. Of I times. had no idea what soul winning was. Oh really? Oh yeah. 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 I didn't even know. So what in the other, was. well, I mean, at eight, if in the, in a not so uh, zealous church, I guess you wouldn't have to. Yeah, right. And 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 you know what? That was a fascinating thing to me too, is because in the IFB churches, um, when they talked about soul winning, they would always like bash relationship evangelism, right? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like. Having a relationship with somebody just to, oh, uh, and that? then there was a word. That yeah, I there remember. was a word. I forget. Um, Man, something evangelism. I think it was, but there it wasn't personal evangelism. I don't think, but there was a. No, but I know what you're talking about. Where it's like you let your actions speak for themselves. You don't got to knock on someone's door right. and interrupt their cartoons on Saturday morning. Just the people at work and the people you are into, they're going to notice this amazing spirit about you. Right. Now, the IFB wanted that, too. They wanted soul winning. But they and wanted, when they wanted soul winning, it was like Saturday morning, Thursday, Thursday night, night, like standard, right? Yeah. And on Saturday morning and Thursday night, they give you a pep talk. Yep. You'd have your 45 minutes that you'd go out, right? Yep. And you go knock on the stores. 
our oh, if it was Saturday it was different. Yeah, it was. how we would do it on Thursdays at some of the churches I was at was we would go do we go blitz doors, knock on doors, yep, yep. and then we go grab something to eat, come back to yeah. Thursday night church is right. we had in Iowa. Oh, okay, yeah, a lot of churches um, do Wednesday or Thursday night. Yeah, we did Thursday so the pastor could yeah. go out and preach and go mm -hmm. raise money for everything else on <laughs> Wednesdays because everybody else had on Wednesdays. Mm, okay. um, so Thursdays was better for profits for them. Yeah, for profits. Yeah, for sure. So, but that's just I just I don't know. We could talk about we could literally talk about soul winning all night. Yeah, but, but there's there's one point that yeah, that I really want to hit with the yeah. soul winning thing is. What I realized, because that was part of my transition too, mm -hmm. is I'm like, we're talking about a relationship with God and being a light of the world mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Once again, I was in the public school, right. no Christian school. Right. Like my dad was adamantly against no homeschooling, no Christian school, against it. And a nice. lot of people would get frustrated with oh, that mentality. Time, yeah. And my dad's like, no, if you're the light of the world, like Why not go in the, the world, world right? Yeah. And I, I'm sorry for all of you guys that might support that Are you homeschoolers you look no but you look <laughs> in the bible like shadrach meshach and abednego moses all these people were ripped from their homes at a very young age yeah, yeah and if true. god was god god was good enough in that situation yep. to make a difference yep absolutely but uh, anyway i don't want to get that's too much point. on that we talk point. about taking prayer out of the public schools we talk yeah. about taking all this stuff no you walked out of the public schools and yeah. secluded your kids and you hid your uh, your your Kendall under a bushel, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, and that bothers me. Sorry, that's my little rant. No, but, no, no, it's good. But once again, all of these things, when I'm doing the transition, I'm yeah. sitting there as a kid where I'm like, these kids are in the Christian school. Right. I'm a different class citizen, right. but like they're better, but yet they don't deal with the things that I do. But I'm not it's drinking, so smoking, and chewing, yeah. and doing all that stuff, but they all are. And they're in the Christian school. Like, it was just the very weird, crazy. right? It was crazy. And actually, that was good. I was very appreciative of my dad taking that stand. Um, but one of the things that started to change was the church attendance. I remember that was mm -hmm. one of the first things. Um, Do you remember? So I remember um, because the because you couldn't go to the movie house, right? The theater. They called it the movie house the whole time. That's another thing I used to go to. Yeah. Theater all the time. Too. Wicked. So but we weren't allowed, like that was against the rules. Was yeah. it against the rules there and you just went anyways, kind of? No, so once oh, okay. again, in my upbringing, we always No, 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 but theater. once you went to this new one. Oh, new church? No, the yeah. first stage, it was okay. Like, yeah. And even if you would have told us something different, right. once again, that's a church of like 10. Right. Like, what are they going to do? Tell this supposedly solid family? Right. Which yeah. we weren't like a solid spiritual family. Yeah, but you were But there. you know how it is in fundamentalism, a small church, you grab the... the the image, the ones that are taken, and you put them up the in front of everybody, and the money. Like if you can get both those in one, you're golden. Yeah, absolutely. And the image, what he's saying is white picket fence. Yeah. Really, if you're that that family, that's that's perfect. Not divorced at the yep. time, yep. like had a solid job, all yep. that stuff. Yeah, well, and, tithing. and of course, my dad. Of course, my dad at the time. Remember, he was having the Great Awakening with right. the accident. Yes. So like he's feeding this in, and this mm -hmm. is something my mom always dreamed about was that. Um, and once again, this is not belittling them yeah. at all. This is yeah. just their upbringing. My mom wanted my dad to be this super spiritual person. Yeah. Um, and that's, cults, cults are so great. There's a TEDx talk, or not talk, there's a TEDx animated video. I don't know if you've seen it. And it describes how cults work. It's like seven minutes long. Best seven minute explanation. Mm. It's terrific. Gotcha. But the, what I was going to get at with the TV is I remember, or not, the movies, I do recall, um, Growing up, probably, when was the Iraq War? I don't know when that was, but that was when we got a TV. Like, we didn't have a TV at all. I wasn't watching cartoons. I wasn't oh, watching September, movies. September 11th? No, 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 no. The first Before one. Before that. Oh, okay. I first you. Bush. I was going to say, that's so, a long time ago. Yeah, no, no, no. No, 
So thank God we, your parents gave him a TV. Set. Yeah, but listen, listen to what happened to it. So we kept it for the Iraq War, which was the original Saddam Hussein and George W. Or George H. I don't know the first George, the first Bush, not the first George, first Bush. So when that was happening, and I want to say that was the early to mid '90s, maybe. Right, right, I, I don't yeah, know. Definitely. I don't have anything to pull up right now, but. Then when the Iraq War was on, we got a TV to keep up with the Iraq War. I remember that. Okay. Um, it was a little red TV. It was black and white, even though it was 1990 something. We had a black and little red, black and white TV. And I'll never forget. We kept it past the. Now my dad was a pastor, and we were very much against TV, but we kept it past the war. And I and I remember. I don't think I was quite. A, I wasn't a teenager yet, so I would have been like maybe 10 or 11. And I recall us keeping it past the war and thinking, all right. <laughs> We're gonna get to watch some goddamn TV. It's like bring I'm on the war yeah. more. <laughs> more wars. More war. And it's America. We're gonna do it. America. Yeah. All. So we we kept it past the war, and I remember vividly because this was my this was my TV. I finally had a TV to watch whatever it was. Yeah, I don't even know crazy. what I was watching. There was nothing to watch. Not Ninja then. Turtles. Not Ninja Turtles. Probably like my mom. I might whatever. <laughs> mom and Ninja Turtles. I love you to death, but you ripped my Come Ninja on. Turtles from my life. Fucked up. You need to follow Mia King. I want to show her to you. She loves Ninja Turtles. Uh, Anyways, so uh, I recall one night we were up. We were up watching TV like the Wicked Sinners that we were, mm-hmm. and some commercial. This is just to me. This is comical. This isn't a dig at my dad. It's just funny. Some commercial came on and it pissed him off. Probably it was for ladies' razors and showed too much size. I have no idea what it was, but it made it super. Yeah, probably <laughs> some nair shit. So. It pissed him off. I remember him yanking it out of that wasn't in the wall, but like unplugging it in one fell swoop, marching out to the or cause we had a burn barrel, marching out to the burn barrel barrel and slam right down to the bottom oh, of the burn barrel. And that was it. And we didn't have tea we never had for the rest of my life that I can recall, and I could be incorrect, we never had TV again. Now we got what back in the day we would call monitor, which just played VHS tapes. Uh, and we I did see. end up getting those later on and we would uh, we, all we would get was like feature films for the family, stuff like that, or rent movies from the library that wow. were G-rated. But we never had live TV. That's interesting. Yeah, because uh, well, I grew up, I mean, we were watching Bears games every single Sunday. Nice. For the first eight years of my yes, life. Okay. And um, all the sports, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, the Bulls going through their heyday, mm-hmm. like I loved it. You know, John Paxson hitting the three-pointer okay. to win it. I still remember to this day. Awesome. I remember all that That's stuff. That's old right? school. And we were all wrapped up in, once again, that yeah. sports environment. Yeah. And then we moved to Wisconsin. Oh, and we went to movie theaters all the right. time. Like it wasn't even it wasn't even a second question. We right. just went. Right. Movie, this movie's out. We want to go see it. Yeah. 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 And um, when we moved to Wisconsin, that was one thing that they started hitting on. I don't know if it was at that church there, but mm-hmm. what happened was that church that pastor ended up leaving for some reasons. Okay. And then my parents kind of took up took up the helm a little bit with a few other ladies, right? Yeah. And then they teamed up with another um, ministry like 45 minutes away, okay. right? And so started preaching about TV and stuff. I don't know if they did. Somebody started preaching about TV. Okay. There's like three different churches we were involved in up there. Because pastors were coming in and out. It's a rotation. And the thing was is the pastors that were coming in and out, all coming from college yep. and with I'll jacked crush. up crap. Yep. And, and of course, too... Then the standard came for us. We didn't know Hiles. Yeah. We didn't know anything about starting a church. Right. right? But you watch Church with a Heart. Yep. You see all this stuff. Yep. You know Read they your have college manual. So by accidental default, that was the standard to bring people in. Gotcha. Not because we were born into it, right? Right. And so each one got a little bit more hardcore. Right. But I remember the TV 
My parents were like, okay, if it's no movie theaters, it's, it's nothing. No nothing. We got rid of the TV. I mean, it was good for us in a way because we came from inner city right. or suburbs, yeah, right? Suburbs. And we lived on 168 acres of land in Wisconsin. So yeah. we were in the woods all the time. We were riding dirt bikes, That's things dope. like that. Oh, yeah. So that shift didn't really bother us too much with gotcha. the TV because it was like we have other things to do mm -hmm. to occupy our time. Mm -hmm. Most fundamentalist friends that I had, right. like pastor's kids and stuff like that, they didn't have that outside life we had, though, either. We still had public school friends. Yep. We still had the public school. We yeah. still had our sports. We'd go outside we and play. We still tapped into it. We still had, like, independence. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't like we were right. being dictated what to do. Mm -hmm. But I remember, so the TV goes out, mm -hmm. right? And then, I mean, when I was really little, we watched Karate Kid. We watched oh, yeah. all those the movies. Classics. Yeah. yeah, all the classics, right? And I even remember watching one, like, maybe it was, like, eight years ago with my mm -hmm. mom yeah <laughs> put in karate kid that's awesome and i was like blushing because i was like oh my gosh look at all these words that's going on like what happened in the 80s i know you just want to talk about rap and like yeah. all the music of this day the i'm like of the 80s or something oh my else, huh? goodness right yeah so i'm like oh <laughs> no um yeah so that was different that was yeah. different but we did my parents Doing though were to a t like we're cutting it off yep. So I didn't know anything about sports. Like it slowly started to take away all the things that we appreciated. Right, right. So what would you say? Um, um, and I'll get into this a little bit. And I think we want to talk to this in a current day uh, scenario. And we were not we're not going to hit on anything that we would, you know, that would. I don't know what the right phrasing is there, but like we're not trying to tell you what to do or how to do anything. We're just telling you our experiences as children and as parents. So as you can tell, this we're getting into the interesting part here. So um, what was, uh, not necessarily the difference before, but once you got into the IFB, what was discipline like? What, did, what, did, what, what was discipline like from your parents? What did you Okay, so first and foremost, um, I, I was always spanked as a child mm. my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Spanking was the way to correct your children, right? Okay, right? yeah. Um, which was fine. At the time, for that was us, a right? generational thing. Yeah, that was that was the generation. Yeah. everybody was doing it, yep. right? They tell us if everybody's doing it, don't jump off the cliff. But right. everybody was doing it everybody at that was time, right? Off the so cliff. it yeah. was it was fine. Let's just all <laughs> hang. Let's all jump together. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so we were spanked as we were younger, um, but when we got into the IFB churches, dude, did it get turned up? Oh yeah, no so shit. much. I mean. They would. I, I remember, and this was the church that we were with, uh, forty-five minutes away. Yeah. I mean, literally reading scripture that talks about um, the blueness of the wound and all this Linted. stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. And there would be people that would literally beat their kids until they were bruised what the because they were trying to, to drive out the spirit or oh what, what is the God. terminology? Break the spirit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how they would teach it. Like, you got to break your kid's spirit. Like, mm -hmm. if they're rebellious, like I remember sitting in in um, they weren't parenting classes, but they were. They were giving like parenting classes stuff with the kids in there, talking about Awkward. from from little kids right. like set something in front of them and if they reach for it, smack their hand. What the right? Fuck? Yeah. No. So it's like, but that's taking care of it when they're young, so you don't have to deal with it right later. later. So it's like, well, fine. Like, Stuart, here's a million dollars. Let me deck you in the face every time I do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> no. But anyway, so when that happened, yeah. dude, it started ramping up. Damn. But in my life, what was different was my parents were old-fashioned in the way of, in school, like, it didn't matter. It was all about authority. And my mm -hmm. parents had this always. Like, if you got in trouble in school, you also got in trouble at home. Yeah. What my my parents don't 
didn't realize about the transition was in my mind, I always did really well in school when I was younger. Okay. Then I'm like, well, I go to church now and the public school is preached about all the time, right? Yes. And evolution yes. and all this stuff. Yep. I lost complete respect for all my teachers. Actually, there's probably yeah, some I of them. I, I, there's one I even made cry in church. Now, I'm, cri uh, I'm Christian boy, right? Right, right. But I know better than these teachers, Yeah, of course right? you do, yeah. And um, I just turned into this royal... Because you went royal, to college, you know? Yeah, I turned into this <laughs> royal douchebag in the public school. Mm. Like, no respect for anybody. Mm. I would tell them, but dude, I had... I had I was taking a stand for Jesus. Yeah, of you course. Know? So you were doing the right thing. And um, so that was going on. Then the other part was our dress standards started changing. Yeah, for sure. And that was weird for me. My mom always wore pants. Yep. Now it's like she has to wear skirts or else she's yep. a harlot, right? Absolutely. And so she's got to dress modest and and adorn herself and all that stuff, even though they don't read the verses after that in the Old Testament where it's you know, like, it's a, you have to wear kosher clothing for the man and it can't be intermingled <laughs> and any of that stuff. But hey, yeah, we don't count. want to do that. No, we don't and it has to be kosher Jewish. Like, yeah. And that's, anyway. I think one of, one of the funny things about dresses and skirts, because I don't know who's watching this that knows or doesn't know, and I'm not trying to be demeaning, I'm just saying, there are so many, because that's a big thing in the IFB and in many cults. You'll see the women all wear these very long dresses or yeah. very uh, decent dresses, modest dresses is the term. In so many instances, pants would have been more modest than those dresses. Oh, for sure. So many times. Dude, okay, I gotta tell you crazy stories right. then, right? Because, and mom, <laughs> I is, love you to is, death, but this is, this is crazy. crazy. story central. So, tell me. We all went hunting as a family, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But how do you go hunting modest in a dress well, she wears without a, freeze your butt off? Right, she wears a dress and she wears snow pants under it. Yeah, well, you gotta wear blaze orange when you're hunting. Yeah. So my mom made a blaze orange skirt, right? Fuck. And she would put her snow pants on underneath no of them so that she shit. was modest while she was while she was uh, there, right? Well, I remember going. I remember going. Um, uh, Skiing a couple times as a teenager, and all the girls in the youth group had they would wear they would wear enormous snow pants, mm -hmm. and then they were wear culottes that were almost fitting to the snow well, that, pants. Well, that gets pulled out from they're not supposed to wear that which pertaineth to a man, right? Yeah, which is and, a, that's and they're bullshit. supposed to wear a long and flowing garment. Right, and right. I'm like, but dude, everybody wore robes; those were long yeah. and flowing. So, yeah, like so there's still man's jeans yeah. and women's jeans. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, I can't figure out the zipper because your guys is backwards there. <laughs> Not that I've tried on women's jeans, mm. but I did once. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is the wrong thing. Oh, the truth is coming out now. Dude, people. if you ever go to like a thrift store to yeah, go get clothes, I'm like, what is wrong with the zipper? And then somebody enlightened me that they're like women's jeans, yes. right? Yeah, and then the buttons are on the other side on the shirts. Yeah, well. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm like, I'm this not getting working. this, right? Yeah, so the man shouldn't wear that, which right. pertained to a woman yeah, in that case. Clearly. I can't button my shirt. Can't it's just it. common can't sense. my jeans. No, so anyway... So what was going on in our life, in our brains, which we never talked yeah. about because you're not allowed to question authority. No, never, never once. And we were respectful. I thought we were a close family. Like, my parents had their issues. Like, me and Todd, we had our issues, too. Like, we'd fight and normal stuff, whatever. Right, right. But we were having this shift change of mm -hmm. everything we knew was slowly turning. Mm -hmm. And so, if you remember, at Hiles, they always preach against the world, the world, the world, the world. Yes, yes. So the way my dad would interpret that when I go to the public school, all the kids were wearing Jinko jeans, right. pipe jeans, they're baggy, oh right? Jinko, yes. I was all about it. Hell yeah. Like I'm like baggy jeans, right? Yeah. But since it was worldly, yeah. My dad took the flip side approach. Oh shit. 
And so now I have to wear butt huggers, tuck my shirt in, and have a comb over haircut, right? <laughs> Which that was an abomination back uh, then. I mean, in your circles, if you had a comb over, that was fine. It's fine, yeah. In my school, that was bad news. Was and I didn't grow up that way, right? So, right. and I always used to remember they would preach. You know, you're supposed to be a peculiar people. And I'm like, right. dude, that's peculiar, weird. <laughs> Nobody's talking to you. You're a nerd. It's a different and, kind of And peculiar. now what's so funny is what's the world wearing? They're wearing skinny jeans. Yep. All that stuff. They're doing the comb over. Still to this hair. day, yeah. no comb no, over, no, no paint on jeans. That is not, not the way shit. of Jesus. No, like, it's not. Like, but no, it's not so you way. have all that culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I go to the public school where you're yeah. supposed to take a stand for right, Jesus. Right. Because that was the other thing. It was all about all about preaching the word. But I wasn't yep. preaching the word. I was preaching that dude, guy's word. You're jacked yeah. up. You're jacked yeah. up. I'm, I'm not playing in this basketball tournament and you guys are gonna yeah. lose and forfeit because I'm taking the stand for Jesus. No shit. That happened? No, but I mean it could have. No, but <laughs> I mean there were some real problems. Yeah. yeah. There were some real problems. So, and so what happened was is I started flunking all my classes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, and uh, and two, I couldn't I like sports was my thing, right? Mm -hmm. And um, my dad started setting higher standards for us. Right. Like, now you have to get a C, now you have to excel, you have right. to excel at everything, you have to be good right. at everything. And so as soon as I figured out, wait, I can't play sports if I get a C. Well, I'm going to flunk everything. <laughs> I'm going to be an ass to my teachers because they don't know Jesus anyway. Yeah, exactly. So what and I turn into a royal douche. At church, Damn, totally different. It's, it's, look, that, that, That's there's, where so many yeah, there's so many different ways to spell it out. But what you said says it perfectly. You're one person at school and one person at church, and they're two completely different people. This religion and many cults promote uh, a higher level of hypocrisy than you'd see in a lot of other religions. Why? Because you're set... At a, at a standard of perfection that you're not really meant to reach. Right, right. That mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ, whatever you want to call it. When you get put at that level, you're going to do one of two things. You're just going to hate yourself because you can't get there. Right. Or you're going to pretend that you got there. Right. It's, it's, it, there. And then you can say there's different variations. And I'm not saying there's not. But really, those are your two main choices. Mm -hmm. Hate yourself or pretend that you're there. And you know the people that pretend that they're there because you see them every weekend at church and, and every Wednesday night at church and they're just so right. happy and perfect and everything. And you know good and well they get in their car and they're just a total piece of shit person. That's what it is. Like That's what you're dealing with. But right. I wanted to get back to um, <clears throat> the whole thing of discipline yeah. and spanking. And um, I will definitely say that I grew up uh, being spanked on a regular basis. In fact, we talked about this earlier. Both of us, our last spanking was at the age of eighteen. Boom, eighteen, 18 years, years old. old. I got, and I don't, I don't recall what mine was for. I could smoke cigarettes, but I got my ass beat. <laughs> but you got your ass beat by dad. So I remember mine. Well, do you want to share? Uh, yeah, too. Uh, of course I do, because it's my it. little prick brother. Hell yeah. Fuck so anyway, I, I yeah. Anyway, I might have been a little bit older, but I don't think so. I think it was eighteen. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So we're driving around in the van. <clears throat> My little brother's in there in the car or whatever, and he's like whining that I'm messing with him. Be a little bitch. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he's 10 years younger than me. Okay. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing anything. Doing shit. And my dad's doing this normal thing. He's like, right. John, you better stop. Knock it off. Now, I gotta say this. I'm an antagonizer. So I know. Like, I, I totally get where my dad was <laughs> yeah, there. It wasn't knew. like it was like. It's not out of the ordinary for yeah, you to be doing that. Yeah, dude, that, I, that was me. My mm -hmm. whole entire life. Mm -hmm. I still do it. Anyway. So anyways, like, John, you know, you better stop, right? right? And he told me, so Tim thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And so he squealed again, like laughing. 
Little asshole. And I'm like, what? And my dad's like, John, if you do it again, you're getting spanked. Now, at that point, I'm like 18 years old. Yeah. Dude, my alarm is going off in my yes, head. And I'm dude. like, you're going to spank me now? For this kid? And I'm not doing you anything? you got to be shitting me, bro. So he did it again, and I just, bam, hit him as hard as I could. Because I'm like, dude, I'm getting I'm it. Getting you're getting it, too. <laughs> that right there is a perfect example yep. of why spanking doesn't work. Because nope. I just weighed out my odds. Just, yeah, I'm like, like Fuck dude, it. I'm going to just wail on you, you little yeah, prick. Exactly. I'm going to own this spanking, and I'm going to walk off. I'm going to be fine. Jesus. Yeah. And that, I mean, there's a, <laughs> that's good. That's a good little, like, microcosm, I guess I'd call it, example of it doesn't work. And that's not to say that if, if you spank your kid, they're not going to shut up. Yeah, they'll shut up. I posted something, I don't know, yeah, you saw it. Oh, dude. I posted something on Facebook that says nothing to do with the podcast, uh, as far as a post goes. It wasn't on the podcast uh, uh, Facebook page, but I posted something a few, um, or maybe a month ago, about spanking, and it was this, you know, it's one of those viral videos of a parent that went somewhere and something happened, and they got home and they wanted to talk about it. Right. And it was a mom, I don't even remember what all she said, but it was a mom who'd been to the supermarket, and her kids were having tantrums, right. like kids fucking do. Mm-hmm. And 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 she was checking out, and some guy, some fucker under his breath said something about you know like if you would just spank the kids, you know you'd be good. Some right. some shit like that. I used to say that. Too. My yeah, for sure I did too, and I used to do it. Yeah. And my my caption was, "Stop beating the emotion out of your children." And I don't have a whole lot to say on spanking or not. I am a father, um, but my my big thing when it comes to discipline this has happened after a year and there's people that have been in therapy a lot longer than me but this has happened after a year of therapy just listening to my therapist try and not saying like oh you know she's the way the truth and the life and this is you know she's the bible but just more like oh just try this method yeah man just employing empathy with your children and just letting them know that it's okay to feel and 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 and, and there's a guy i don't know if anyone would even take the time to look up a guy by the name of Justin Baldoni, I may be mispronouncing his last name, but he has done a, he's doing a lot of stuff for, um, my, I would call it modern masculinity and, and kind of tearing down the whole macho mindset, but um, he's done a lot of good I like stuff the when macho it, mindset. Sucks to be you, bro. So, <laughs> but but he's done a lot of stuff uh, on social media in regards to his child, and like there's a there was a picture of him that went viral. You may have seen it. It's him and his father. And they're standing, and, and his child, his daughter's pitching a huge fit. She's just laying on the floor, and they're just standing there looking at her. Right. They don't have any emotion. They're not yelling at her. They're not laughing. They're just, this is what she's doing in this moment. And guess what? I have a, I, Chloe is four, okay? And she does pitch fits in the store, and it's super embarrassing, and I can't stand it. Yeah. But, you know, I can tell you right now, because I went through the times when I would do this, the guilt that I would feel if I would give her a swat or like, you know, try to, you know, try to rein her in by like, you know, kind of squeezing on her a little bit, man, that guilt is, that it's, that is suffocating. Yeah. And now that those are, I'm going to go to two, two different aspects. That guilt, whether it was a spanking or whatever it was, some type of physical discipline, that guilt would suffocate me the rest of the day. And I'd be like, man, I feel so bad because when you, when you, when you have, I'm not saying all children are the same, but in my experience, when you have a child that is, you know, somewhat impressionable and sweet, and, and at a young age, when you do that to them, 
they're going to look at you and they're going to cry and they're going to, if you really love them and you really have empathy for them, they're going to look at you with the, with the look. They won't say, how could you do this? Right. But that's what their eyes are screaming <coughs> at you. Right, right, right. And when you go the, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just trying to give some benefits here. When you go the opposite direction and you employ just a smidgen of empathy and instead of, God, this is inconvenient and this kid's being fucking annoying and I look like yeah. an idiot in this store. I look like a shit parent because this kid is going crazy and this kid is a good kid, but man, why are they doing this to me right now? Instead of getting caught up in yourself, step out of yourself, step out of the situation, look and understand that this is a, a child that's not that's not grown. That doesn't right. doesn't that child is not gonna walk up to you and say, I'm uh, very disappointed right now. And I'd appreciate it if we could leave the store immediately. Yeah. That's what you say if you were an adult. Yeah, They're yeah. not an adult, so they can't. And I'm good. I'm going in really micro on this, but like they can't express themselves that way. They can't express themselves by fucking screaming. Right. And then they know that you know what that means immediately. Yeah. And so, anyways, I know I'm going off on one right now, but I'm almost done. When you go the opposite way, yeah. And you look them in the eye, and you tell. This is what my therapist has taught me. So free session for you guys. You look them in the eye and you say to them. You really are upset right now, aren't you? And they'll nod. They probably won't say any words because they're crying or whatever. You're really upset right now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 you're upset because and and talk them through and help them understand that like you know that they're upset. Yeah, yeah. Hold them, pick them up, hold their hand, get down on their level. There's so many viral videos. I, I'll get you guys. It's just gonna happen with me. There's another video of a guy. He's wearing. A, he's got a. He's, he's got black hair. He's got a beard. He's wearing a, a, like a one of those beanies, mm -hmm. and he's talking to his daughter. He's on his knees or he's crouched down, and he is just intensely looking in her eyes, and he's telling her because he had just made a joke about her, and she's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. seven or eight years I old. Know you've the seen, video. It. I've seen it, and that guy's so whatever he he could say whatever. It doesn't matter what he said. You just watch his eyes. He is locked in with this child, yep. and he is one with her. And in this moment, he's explaining to her that he's sorry that he made fun of her about something, yep. but he is also explaining to her how everything works and that it was a joke and that it's okay and that the rest of her life, there's going to be people that are going to joke about things. Yep. And he did such an incredible job with that. Mm -hmm. So just, I'm not saying you have to do anything. You're your own person, but just try. Yeah, just and give I think that, one of the things sorry, too is... I'm almost done. <laughs> okay, go ahead. We'll let him do it. I'm going to so hammer much. it on. I'm almost done. Gonna, I'm sorry, I thought we were going to. do it a little bit. I <laughs> Anyway, I need to drink more. Preach, Stuart. Yeah, I will. Night bus. If you haven't seen the night bus one yet, go back and watch that, or watch it in the future, wherever it ends up. Click on this link right here. Yeah, don't do that. All I want to get at is, I feel like in my experience, and I'm just one dad of one kid, deploying that empathy and just being one with your kid in that moment. Stop, stop worrying about yourself. Stop worrying about what the store manager or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever. Stop worrying about what anyone else thinks and get in your kid's head. This is your child, okay? You know how they think. You know how they feel. Get in their head with them for a few minutes and, and just stop. Just stop. Stop everything because they need your attention right now. So just stop everything. Wherever you are, you're maybe at home. You may be in the store. You may be at a relative's house. You may be at a fucking funeral. I don't yeah. know. But drop everything and give them your attention. There is nothing wrong with that. I'm not telling you don't spank them. I'm not telling you don't discipline them. I can't. It's not my place. And it's not my place to tell you what to do. But try it. And I, and I, I, I will be so surprised if there's anyone out there who tries it. I won't, I won't be surprised because it won't happen. 
if you try it, it's going to change your life. Yeah. Guaranteed. Sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's fine. I think, I think as Stuart was talking there too, I mean, even before that, spanking is such a hot topic. I already oh know in my family circles, spanking is a hot yep. topic. Yep. But for me, this is the deal is if you already know the truth and you know how it works, what's the problem with going and looking at another way, right? There you go. And um, one of the big things for me That applies is, to so much more than this. Yeah, no, it does, but it's real. Like, for me, I can talk to anybody out on the street and, and hear their perspective. Why? Because it's like, dude, I already know what I know is true. And you're good. And I'm good. But the thing is, is you might say something that is different that might be truer. And, and, and I might have to adopt that into my life, right? right. Or I might see a perspective right. that you say, yep. and I might need, I might learn a different angle with my kids, right? Exactly. And um, for me, where the whole spanking thing broke down is when I was a kid, dude, I got spanked the most until my sister came along. That, that's oh, a shit. fascinating subject, okay. too. Because I always thought that was funny, too, in fundamentalism, is they're preached from the pulpit, you need to do all of these things. Right. But I noticed by the time I went to college, Girls actually hardly ever got spanked. Huh, interesting. Compared to the guys. the guys. There might be other stories out there, and I'm sure there's abuse and different things like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is. But, but once again, if you're Gentile fundamentalism, right. where you Coming get adopted into in. yeah. it, yeah. you're hearing all this stuff, and you're like, whoa, i got to do this. And the way it's preached is like, if you don't do it, mm -hmm. you're going to basically damn your kid if you yeah. don't discipline Beat them. them. Yeah. yeah. And um, for me, what I what I started seeing go on with my family, even though we got spanked as a kid, was the more we got in fundamentalism, dude. My dad was pulling over the car. Once again, this isn't against my yeah. dad. He was yeah. trying to. Once again, he was trying to keep favor with the Lord right. and make sure I'm not going to hell. He was manipulated. Right? He thought he was doing the right thing. Right. And so there I am, lined uh, lined up on the car yep. and going to town spanking. Yep. And the thing is, is it did. Yes, it was discipline, but then it became something that he prided himself in. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it's like, I did the right thing. I did thing, what God would want, right? want me to do. And so um, then it increased where now it's all about embarrassment. Now we're turning yeah. into soldiers. Yeah. Now we're yeah. losing the individuality. Absolutely. I had a dad that I was like, you could do whatever you want in life. He always pumped that up into right. our heads and, and showed us different things. But, it, it, but then it started turning into this respect deal, which if you look at, this is the funny thing is we talk about spanking as discipline, which what mm -hmm. is discipline? It's to teach people some things, right? Okay. The number one topic you hear, I guarantee you, you look at any thread of an argument of spanking, it's like, that's the reason why there's no respect in this place and blah, 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 that's blah, true. blah. Respect, it goes along with that argument. Yes, Absolutely. it's always respect. Every and it's time. like, what is respect? That means to me, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to embarrass me in public. I'm an adult. Right. You're going to, you're going to, Straighten up, right? right? Exactly. You're gonna be good, and if you speak out of turn, you're done when we get home, right? right? And um, and so anyway, let's just play through this scenario because this was it. my yeah. life, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm being disciplined, right? Like spanked, right? And I'm thinking too, I deserve this. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to get. I didn't. Yes. I fought my mom on it, but we got some funny stories <laughs> I think we on all that. Did. <laughs> but when Dad got home, dude, it was Shit over. Hit the fan, yeah. And the thing was, You're is fucked. I went in like, no, I deserve this. I yes. did wrong. I yes. deserve the spanking. Give me the spanking. Yep. I disrespected you. Your, I did whatever. This my is punishment. Your punishment. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I gotta be a man. I gotta yep. own my punishment, mm -hmm. and then everything's gonna be okay, mm -hmm. right? And they literally, they literally teach that scenario where it's like, 
if you're going to get angry, let them go to their bedroom yes. and wait. Yes. Then come in there and say, look. This is why you're getting spanked. You're going to get spanked for this reason. Um, I love you. This is going to hurt daddy more than it hurts you. Now, let me pause there. I'm a father. I used to spank my kids. Right. I'm sorry, mom. Maybe you you drank some Kool-Aid that I didn't. <laughs> but when my kids pissed me off and yeah. I went to spank their butt, I wasn't like, dude, you're not hurting me at all. I'm going to light your butt on fire. Like, no joke. Maybe I didn't have the Holy Spirit in my life, but you it was did. never, even if I had to go say time out in the room, right. I was pissed. That's why you got timed yeah, out in the room, exactly. right? It's because I'm sitting there trying to force my five-year-old daughter to sit right. in adult church because we're right. starting out a church from nothing ah. because it's the Lord's house. Right, right. I'm going to spank your butt because you're not sitting straight. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, right. that, that's a side note of where we're yeah. at. But anyway, so this is how it played out in my childhood, right? And once again, I, I, we got to say this statement too, because I was one of those guys. I was spanked and I'm, I'm okay. okay. But my, my favorite just, thing back to that whole deal fuck that. is <laughs> if you've never tried it, right, then how would you know? Exactly. You like never, what if there's a better you way? You never tried not being spanked. Why? Because you didn't have an opportunity. Yeah, you, you didn't. You, you, there was no, like, like, like I love, I love that, 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 um, that takeaway. Instead of just like, just leaving it at that, say, okay, you know, spanking was okay because it was all you knew, but you didn't have an opportunity to know something else. Right. You just didn't. And exactly. I love um, the idea. I know you have more to say. Well, I definitely want to hear it. You're fine. It's your, not your mother's <laughs> it podcast. It is my, not my mother's podcast. My mom's going to be not my son. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, mom. That's good. That's That might be the title of this episode. So um, I just love the idea if you um, are a big fan of Jesus and his teachings, and I don't have a problem with that, I think that's great. Uh, he was very counterculture. Yep. And counterculture to the 1950s IFB model is not spanking your kids and finding an alternative. And yeah, there's timeout, and there are instances where it needs to be something more extreme than deploying that empathy. But I always come back to that. Like I love how. Well, even pulling the how, Jesus part. Yeah. This is what's so funny to uh, me. Is is in the Old Testament, like they always use Old Testament verses for yeah. disciplining yeah, their kids, of course, yeah. and it's always out of fear, right? It's but all fear. but in the New Testament, it's like no love covers a multitude of sins. Perfect love casteth out fear, because yep. fear hath torment. Yep. Like love your neighbor as yourself. Love God love, supremely. Love. It's Jesus. like wait a second, like what's going on? Where's here? all the fire and brimstone? And, and so like I get it, like I get where you're at. It's where you're raised. I right. was there. Yep. I'm not saying everybody has to has to listen to what I say, like I'm God, right. thus saith the Lord. Right. But I am saying, like, if you know the truth, then why not listen to another way? Exactly. Is it is it a waste of time? Is it exactly. not worth it? Or is it really because you already did it that and way, and, you're and we don't like to hear that it's lazy. wrong, right? Yeah, you don't want to change it. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of work. I'll tell you right now, it's a lot of fucking work to change it. It is. It and, is. And definitely. I have to, like, what the point I was trying to make is I love that, that using, and I'm not saying you have to use my method, but, like, just, just however empathy looks to you and your child, children, I love the fact that that's so opposite of corporal punishment or whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh, totally, a hundred percent the opposite. And I don't know that that's just me. Like I don't, I've always liked to be different and stand out and try to try to you know fuck with the system. And that is something that really does that old school system of discipline and spanking and that you know um, that whole idea of this is how punishment works. That goes completely the opposite of it and I love it yeah. that's part of the reason why I love it I think it's great yeah no it's good and so where I was at in my life yes. right is so 
here we go. Now we're disciplining John, who's an annoying mm -hmm. little brat, mm -hmm. right? Like, I used to irritate everybody. Yeah. My dad would tell me all the time when I would go to school, like, <laughs> if I got beat up or I got in a fight. It's your fault. Yeah, it was, which it was. Like, dude, he's like, John, if I have to buy you another pair of glasses, he would always warn me. He's like, one day you're going to be beat to a pulp and I'm not even going to give you any sympathy for you. And it was true, dude. Like, I got yourself. Like, yeah. And that part I appreciated because yeah. that was that was his that was instruction. True. That was teaching, right? <laughs> but but follow me here is we, we got this we got this mindset of respect yes. around spanking, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so this is what why happens no one is respect because they weren't spanked. Yeah, and so it's like I have to do this to you, John, because you were being disrespectful. Right. Boom. Yes, I remember that conversation. I can't explain it because you did something like wrong, but like I was talking to another adult, or yep. maybe you're being too loud in the other room. Exactly. Like now I'm gonna spank you, even yep. though you were having fun and enjoying your friends. I couldn't enjoy my friends playing a card yep. game, so I'm going to spank you, right? Yep. And so, anyway, so follow the line of respect. Then I go to school, public school. Yeah. Dude, I got in fights all the time. <laughs> I'm all sure the time. you did. I did. Even in college, <laughs> we talked about that. Yep, we did. I got in fights all the time <laughs> in school. And the funny thing is, is when I play it back through my brain, right? Um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but that's okay. That's okay. When yeah, I play yeah, it through okay. my brain, it's like... No, you know what? Pause there. I'm going to rewind. Okay. So I, I went and I spanked my kids. I move on from yep. that. Yep. I spanked my kids. Um, or I did. Um, Hannah and Ellie. Mm -hmm. And then um, my two oldest. And ended up getting divorced. Ended up meeting my wife now, who's right. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, um, amazing lady. Decided to bring up the idea that we're not going to spank kids. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm like, how'd that go over? <laughs> at first, I'm like, I'm rejecting it. I'm like, no, yeah. no, these, these kids need to learn respect. Right, exactly. Like, come on. This is the only way they learn. Like, they have to learn respect. Yep. And we're gonna spank them and yep. and all that. And she was telling me different things, and I started reading different articles. And this is why so much I beg people to just look into it. Look into it. Just look it, into man. it. Absolutely. Fine. Don't convert. Don't do anything. Just look into it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like it hit me. Um, where I was like, oh my goodness, like it played through my brain of me getting in fights in school. Yeah. Somebody would say something to me and I would feel disrespected. Right. So what's John going to do? Dude, you disrespect me. I'm going to You're beat getting you. a beating. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. And, and I'm going to beat you up, yeah. right? And then because I got in trouble at school. Right. Then I come home and I get in double trouble. So I get spanked for feeling disrespected right. at school. It's just a, but my parents got disrespected. It's a cycle. So then, yeah. So then... Here it's going on and on. Yeah. And then my brain took me to a further point, and um, that was my first marriage. And okay. my first marriage was rocky. Yep. We had some issues. Um, but not just my first marriage, but lots of marriages that come out of fundamentalism and different things. And the thing is, is, oh, between, okay, so there's the disrespected part yes. and punching somebody in the face. Yep. And then there's, <laughs> there's you that. deserve the punishment because you yes. did something uh -huh. wrong, so you need to be punished, right? Mm -hmm. How many times do you see a man and woman fight? The woman says something stupid that is right. disrespectful. Dude hits her. Right. Right? And then the woman's like, I deserved it. Oh, God, yeah. That's, like, that's, that's a recurring theme. Like, sure. are you kidding me right yeah. now? So you want to tell me... Because I, I, that was real to me. Like, yeah, dude, absolutely. if you disrespect me, I remember even in the workplace, I worked somewhere, and this is where it kind of like woke me up to my, yeah. my issue... And it wasn't that I was just angry. 
it was like I had a trigger. Like, yeah. dude, and my dad. And she and, felt that disrespect. Yeah, and my dad did a good job for the area we lived in of where he's like, no, you stand up for yourself. Right. You know what I mean? You stand up for you yourself. Got to. But the thing is, is in the workplace. But you got to differentiate between I standing be up for your fight in the yeah, workplace. No. The you, college dorms, I shouldn't be like tackling a, a, some. Some Dude, that's like, I can take you. <laughs> that was my trigger. Yeah. I'm like, you can't remember, take me. I remember that. Right? Yep. And so, so to bring this full circle, yeah. then, um, and I highly recommend this too, if you've ever heard of the book Love and Logic, or the program huh. Love and Logic, okay. it is great because what you realize is you just need to bring your kids to accountability. I went through mm -hmm. life coaching, okay. and I did the book Love and Logic, and for me, it was all about the kids... We would make up the, pun uh, the penalty right. for certain things. It was right. never embarrassment. Th those things Good. were not allowed, Good. right? Good. But if the kids stepped into that space, mm -hmm. we would warn them, but th it was from a standpoint of they were choosing into it. So it's like now the consequence, they chose that consequence. Right. They're owning that consequence. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for instance, if um, we're going out to do a family activity yeah. and one of the kids is acting up, they're not going to go. It's like, now you understand that we all want to go, but you chose into this, right? I like that idea of the choice because that's something that my therapist has gone over with me. Giving them that choice, like like you said, you're setting it up from the beginning. What I often do, and, and again, this is just, I'm, this is my podcast, I'm going to talk about what I do. Yeah. What I often do is give, you know, I'll give uh, Chloe an option and I'll just say, hey, you can do this or this. And before she gets to like, hey, I want to do this, it's, hey, you have these two options. And children, in my opinion, and in my therapist's opinion, need to be given those options. They don't want all this absolutism and, no, this is how it's going to be and this is the way it is. Man, you want to teach your child to be closed-minded the rest of their life and right. have a career they hate and end up being in a relationship with someone they can't stand? Sure, that's what you want for them. Yeah, make sure you enforce that. But yeah. if that's not what you want for them and you fucking shouldn't want that for them, then help them understand that there's always options. There really are. Yeah. may not be the options they want, yeah. but at least there's options. And I like what you're saying. Like You you have like more of an overall option set up. Like They know, hey, yeah. if we're going to do this thing or this thing's going on or for whatever offense you do, this is the option of you know how what's going to happen to you right. next. It's not getting beat. It's just this is what it's going to be. It's not yeah. going to be fun. And the good thing too yeah. is like what you said is yeah you cannot document. My parents yeah. try to do that. Yeah, They're oh like, dude, if you do this, it's five swats. Yeah. If you do this, <laughs> yeah. it's two swats. Like that we, we did that, that was too. A joke. That was I remember going through that and yeah. it was an absolute and shit show. And dude, like, we posted it on our and, fridge. Oh yeah, we had and it. everybody that walked in, it was like, oh okay, you just yeah. made your kids. Yeah, high five. Let's do this. And it hurts me more than it hurts you, but like. Look at that. That's the qualification exactly. if we're friends or not. Yep, right? exactly. Anyway. It's the card. Um, but anyway, yeah, so um, so we went to this love and logic uh, scenario so, and yeah. started going through all that. And then, of course, I was doing all this reading. And, yeah. of course, my wife, which this is un unpopular, too, in our ranks. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, you're right. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can't <gasps> do this. Your wife is right? Now, I got to tell you some crazy things about this deal because everybody's nervous because... Those that have gotten spanked right. are nervous, like, dude, I won't want to screw up my kids, though. Right. Like, it was familiar. We still all have that trigger where it's like, mm -hmm. well, I'm okay, like, minorly okay, and right. I was spanked, so it's okay. So I still have that issue. Yeah. I was trying to mull it around in my brain yeah. where I'm like, okay, look, it's hard if to my go kid of. goes to touch the stove, I right. might slap their hand, because right. that's going to hurt them less than what that is, Right. but still, even, I'm like, there's better you ways. Can't, you can't So this is what it. I did. This is me personally, and I'm... 
Oh, another thing I want to say mm. too. We got to go back to this. You talk about how you interact with Chloe. Right. Let's just throw it out there. Every kid is different. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, dude. And I had my dad's personality as a kid. Yeah. And and I feel really bad because I had other siblings that didn't have that personality, mm -hmm. and they got treated the same way. And my dad was doing the best that he he could with yep. what he knew, yep. right? But dude, I loved it. I'm like, dude, you want to be me? Be me. I don't care, right? Fuck I was it. fighting on the playground anyway. Right, exactly. But um, I like a more coach mindset. Like, if I'm right. screwing up, tell me I'm screwing up. Get in my face. Right. I'm gonna go kill it. Right. Right. But I had other siblings that were more sensitive, Not and it same. didn't work that way. Yeah. They liked communication, yep. things like that, and 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 spanking is a blanket deal, where Absolutely. it does. It's not. It's not effective it's not, for, well, it's, for everybody. It's not allowing for um, anomalies. It's not, excuse me. It's not allowing for you know someone to be different. It's like you said. It's a blanket. It's the same for every single child and every single child, every single human. We're all fucking different. And if you want to just across the board, it's always the same. Like nah, that's fucked up. That's yeah, not gonna no, work. It it's not gonna work. Yeah. So for me, here I'm going through this whole process. Yes. Uh -huh. Right. I'm about to get married to this chick, and I know this thing is kind of going down yep right and it's going against my grain but i know that it's right yeah right and um so this is what i do i line up my kids my oldest um Jaden's never really gotten spanked for me i don't think maybe maybe once yeah maybe kick me in the nuts or something like that happens see and i wasn't <laughs> like i'm more sorry than you right? like, <laughs> i'm, I'm feeling it more than you i'm like yeah. dude you just kicked me in the nuts it's not cool <laughs> but no so um this was actually a really emotional time for me because yeah. I just, I, I knelt down on the ground, I remember, and I looked each kid in the eye. Mm -hmm. And I, I my, Hannah, she is more of my sensitive daughter, yeah. right? And Ellie is the one that's more like my personality. Right. And so I looked at Hannah and I remember I said, Hannah, I just want to let you know it's not okay for anybody to hate you. Yeah. Ever. Mm -hmm. And daddy's made mistakes, but I want to let you know from here forward, I'm never going to spank you again. And even me just saying that, like, <laughs> I totally teared up, which is yeah. a little indifferent for me in yeah. this category, because right when I said that, I was like, holy crap, I've hit my daughter, right? Yeah. Like, and I get it, it's through spanking, but what I realized was it crushed my daughter's spirit, because it does. she was sensitive, Yep. she has issues, she has her outbursts and stuff, and my kids, like, after doing that, and even with Ellie, um... And then Jaden too, my kids at my house have been completely different. Yeah. Now we still have our issues. Sure. But different things that we started going through, like with my, and this is where every kid is different. Yeah. Um, and discipline is different for each kid, and that's it what I think it has to be. Is it, so weird, right? Like my my oldest daughter, mm -hmm. she she is more sensitive, but the thing is, is she goes ballistic, right? Yeah. So when she goes ballistic. Then what? That goes against my grain. I get Absolutely. angry. Yeah. So my deal with her is I'm like, look, sweetheart, you got to learn how to communicate it. Right. I want to know what you're feeling, mm -hmm. but what this is isn't okay. Right. I understand that it's bad, but I want you to know that you can talk to me. How you can tell me anything. Right. And I'm not going to demean you're you. Not you're not going to be in trouble. Yeah. This is free space, yes. right? And I remember, and this is a thing you learn from your kids too. So she's Jeez, nine, a lot. and she's in the kitchen. And I remember my. She said something to my wife. And my, my wife said, Hannah, go to your room. And it was because to my wife at that moment, she thought she right. was talking back. But I just told her, as long as she doesn't whine, she can tell me what's going on, right? right. And she looked right at me because <laughs> kids know. She's like, Damn. but dad, I didn't cry. I didn't scream, right? <laughs> and right then, once again, if we want to talk about conviction, yeah. 
I'm like, no, that's right. Yep. And I had to square it away with my wife. Right, later, but I'm for like, sure. All right, let's talk, right? Yeah, let's figure and this out. And then it brought her to being calm, right? Yep. And then my other daughter, my middle daughter, mm-hmm. like, dude, she's just like me. She bounces off the walls. She talks all the time. <laughs> high energy. Yes. Irritator. Like, you don't want to know the brain that this kid has. I mean, just... That's amazing. Yeah. So it's different. But I get her, too, because the thing that I realized about Ellie and, like, myself yeah. was... She's a very honest kid, yeah. but she's very passionate about being honest. For sure. And so before, I'm like, no, like this happened, you're getting spanked, right? Yep. She's like, no, but daddy. I would take that as, you're not listening to me, you're right. talking back. Right. Now I'm like, wait, like, I want to hear what you say, yeah. right? And then when she gets through it all, because I know she's got her part and stuff, yeah. then we deal with the accountability, right. and then she can go do whatever. And then right. Jaden... Um, Jaden was a very um, well-mannered kid for a long period of time, yeah. but he's starting to get into <laughs> his his, his stage. stage two. Yeah. But once again, for him, it's about it's about putting him in the corner or whatever, and he'll say, yeah. "I'm I'm bad because I'm the parent." Like my kid says something, I laugh. Like if it's that's funny, funny. <laughs> I, I'm like, "Dude, that's funny. Like that's a good one." Props. But the, but the thing is, honestly, it's like, aren't we real human beings? It's so, like, it's, dude, so, it's so difficult. I mean, I, I think to, to meet that, to like kind of try to balance that, I guess my, my point to that would be, I agree with you 100%. They say something that's fucked up, and you're like, yeah, that shit's funny, though. Like, dude, I've given free passes, because I'm like, you know what, that's a good one, Elliot. And I, I actually had something like that happen recently, um, but I think the distinction to make it with them is like helping them understand that, like, yeah, sure, that's funny, but maybe don't say it at school. Or maybe don't say it around no, this right. person. Ever. Like I'm not, and I'm not trying to shit on your what you're no, saying. I'm saying, but what's like, a better learning like, opportunity yeah. to actually giggle because you're a real human being, right. and then say, you know what, that's not okay though. Right. I'll give a scenario. So we're eating okay. at dinner, right? Yeah. And it was all about eating all your food in my house. Yeah. And if you didn't, you had it for breakfast. Like my yeah. parents were hardcore. For like sure. you just had to finish it. Even if it was fish sticks and tater tots, which I don't know <laughs> who would eat that I as a meal. Tater tots, though. Not fish sticks. Oh my no, gosh! I ate, like, that's I, ate, nasty. I ate, well, that's funny. I ate hella fish sticks, dude. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like that liver and onions. Like, oh. dude, if you're making your kids eat that stuff, you need to get spanked. What the? Oh heck? god, my dad loves liver. It's so gross, <laughs> dude. It is. It's like an old fuggy thing. Sorry, totally like no offense. Is, no, no, not. Well, who makes their kids eat that and then spanks them? Yeah, come on. That's child Come on. <laughs> No, that's so anyway, up. so we're sitting there at the yeah, table, and there's something there. that she didn't like, yeah. and I'd, I'm obnoxious, I'm obnoxious with my kids, <laughs> I'm like, Ellie, there's people in Africa that are starting to, and are. I did it in my obnoxious yeah, thing, I love it. and she goes, yeah, daddy, but they're poor, oh. and I'm like, I'm not knocking them, but I'm like, dude, how did that come out of your mouth, what the fuck? right, and I was like, okay, like, I get it, but then even, even think of that little scenario, I just went out, we went and had a fabulous dinner, right. I didn't eat all my food. Yeah, I'm didn't. still we fat. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't eat all my food, <laughs> and you know what? It was great company. Yeah, I'm not saying what you need to do there, but I'm, I'm just like I get it. Like there, it, it's just it. so many things. But remember, your kids are humans. Yep, and it's about relationship, dude. So much about that. So I, I like that what you're bringing to me. What you're bringing it back to is balance, and like that is I think balance. Life is balance. Life is this difficult, um, arduous task of finding out. Your work-life balance and your um, your balance in your relationships, yep. your balance in what you eat, your balance in your daily activities, your don't overwork, don't underwork. Make sure you put in a good eight hours or whatever you need to put in to get the job done, but don't don't tax yourself too much. Like I think finding balance is just 
oh, it's 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 such a beautiful thing when you find it. So Definitely. I think it's it's applicable to every area of your life, and whatever area of your life you're skipping finding that balance, you're going to be struggling in. Yeah. Absolutely, and we're all going to have our struggles. But that's my opinion, and especially I feel like it's easy to skip that when it comes to child rearing because we're so busy. This is America. We've got to make right. that dollar bill, and that's not making the dollar bill to. Um, get ahead and make a shitload of money and have a high rise. That's great if that's you. I'm happy for you. Right. Send some of it my way. But the point I'm trying to get at is the majority of us, and I would think probably a lot of uh, my friends here that are consuming this podcast are, would look at it and say, yeah, man, I, I don't have time to rear my kid. I'm at work all day. Kids at daycare or school or preschool all day. Like, hey, I get it. But when you have that time with them, understand that this is the this is the relationship that you right. This is one of one of, if not the most important relationship that you find that balance inside of. That's very important. Yeah, yeah. Very important. No, it's interesting that you say that because I was just thinking of ministry. Yeah. When Because I, I had Hannah and Ellie, and that's when they got spanked the most, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. But it's like, dude, my kid's crying, but I drug her out on a bus route all day. So fuck you, man. Because it's yeah. about my relationship to Jesus, yeah, not, not my relationship, relationship to, to my child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she's misbehaving. Yep. It's like, but she's hungry. She's tired. Yep. She's cranky. Like, like any and, child. But then we would pride it ourselves. Oh, we take our kid on the bus route. Well, you I, sit at I, home and you. Dude, I went on the bus route every day. Dude, when it, I was a child, and then as a teenager as well. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, I remember it's that. Crazy. Yeah, it's so nuts. It's fucking stupid. And that, that's part of the switch for me. Thank God my parents weren't doing the bus route stuff. Yeah, and all good that. for you, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I did. I was. You that was a good spot good. for me because I did have a relationship with my parents. Yep. We did some really cool that's things. That's awesome. Good. Um, well, but yeah. I and we. I think we could go on this for a while, honestly. But yeah. I, I, I like everything we've said so far, and I think we've made some great points. And you know what? <laughs> Excuse me, just like the post on my Facebook wall, some of you aren't going to agree with this, it's going to piss you off. Cool, that's, that's fine. fine. But in, yeah, in unison, that's fine. But we're not here, to, I think I think the point here is we're not here to tell you like, hey, we figured it out. We know exactly how you should rear to your be kids. be an individual and check into it. But just I, check yeah, into just it. Just look into it. And the other thing that I want to make very clear is we come, me and John both come from a background of absolutism and people telling us, no, no, there's these four things. You do this. There are books. We were looking some books up last night. There are books written by IFB leaders on child rearing, and they are crock full of, they're chocked full of fucking shit. We're not here to say, hey, we figured this shit out. You should do this. No, we're here to say there's another way, and you should strive to find it. We don't have, you just said, no, every and kid's to be different. honest, too, like another thing is, yeah. is you're well equipped. Like, they're your kids. Yeah. Like, don't forget that. No one that. knows them better they're than nobody you. else's kids. Yeah. This is, this is a good point, too. Yeah. Like, when I was dating mm -hmm. at Highlands Nursing mm -hmm. College, this will come full circle, right, don't right, worry. Right. Okay. But when I was dating, everybody read the books, Dating <laughs> with a Purpose. all makes sense. They read the marriage books yeah. and all that stuff. And I remember the girl I was dating at the time, she was, like, scaling me up to that deal, yes. right? Yes, uh-huh. I'm like, look, I don't want to be the dude that's, <laughs> that's in the not, book. That's no. what works for his marriage. Exactly. I want to be the dude that not can me. write a marriage book. Yep. Because we're successful. Exactly. Because that's us, right? Yeah. And that's just like child rearing too. Like those mm -hmm. are your kids. Same thing. You have everything inside of you. Yep. You just gotta start popping the lid and just Absolutely. starting to learn. Yep. And really observe from your kids. I learn from my kids every single day. But I'm a nerd. It's, it's so no, my kids take me to school more than like work. Absolutely. Right? Like, Absolutely, dude. I'm with you 100. percent So we have we have. Um, we have more to talk about. Uh, we we are going to get into one one last subject. I don't know how long we're going to take on it because 
Yeah. I'm not telling you guys what time it is, but like my eyelids are getting are drooping right Dude, now. I'm sorry. I don't have don't to do be, anything in no, the morning, no, no. and I just keep pouring. This guy's just going. But I do. I don't want to skip this last thing that we want. To yeah, talk no, about. definitely. Um, so, uh, but I, I do feel like we've kind of set our piece on 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 disciplining your children, and I just I want the last point from both of us to kind of um, uh, our last points to both coincide and kind of come to the point of hey. We are not here to say we're the experts and we have it figured out. We're just talking about what's worked for us. And we're talking about how we were raised and the fact that if you need to say the statement, I was spanked and I turned out okay, you are not okay. That's a, such a big one for me. Right. But we are, we're also here to say, like, again, check into it. Try it out. Yeah, exactly. Do something different. And don't, just love your kids. Just love your kids. Don't beat kids. your kids. You don't need to beat your kids. And yeah, beating is spanking is beating, okay? I've yeah, had that discussion totally. way too many times. Well, I just did swat you beating your kid. Just stop. Yeah, just stop. totally. Anyways. <laughs> I love you. I'm going to go. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to go too far down that trail. I did the glasses. Uh, anyway. Thank you. I appreciate it, dude. Yeah, I, I think I, it's, I the, it. I it's like, the rum. It is um, not. <laughs> Chris, All right. Anyway. So we're going to, the last, the last subject we're going to talk about is transitioning out of the independent fundamental Baptist movement, which is something that we've both done. And I would say we've both done it successfully. Um, maybe well, we're still on the journey because there's still yes. stuff, but yes, yes, but that, that part of the journey I think is done. Yeah, we've, we've finished that part of the journey. It's it's safe to say, looking at me being blocked from Hiles Anderson on Facebook and Instagram, Dude, I've I made my way out. Those are legendary yeah. points. <laughs> the there is somebody points. out there that talks about legendary points. I will not throw his name under no the bus, names. You but know you, got the, I, you I got, got the you got the a couple for sure, but. You know, my transition, I don't talk about it a whole lot, the, the, you know, the circumstances surrounding it. I, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm very happy to be done with the Independent Fundamental Baptist Movement. I'm even happier to be outing a lot of information and letting you guys give me your feedback and hearing from people that are on their way out or already are out and are letting me know, like, hey, this is, this is helping me or this is speaking to me in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, that, I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say about transitioning out. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm out of that. I'm done. I'm happy to be out. And I'll tell you this, and I've said it before, two things that I want to say, and I'll let, I'll let you say what you, yeah. what John wants to say, but um, there's so much. It is a sigh of fucking relief. There's so many things. And I'm not dissing your church, even if it is, is or is not IFB. Um, well, if it is IFB, I'm dissing it. But it's, I don't got to go to church on Sunday morning. Not only do I not have to go to church, I don't feel bad. I'm not waiting for a text. Where were you? What's going on? Yeah. Are you okay? That's I'm not going to walk into church in a week or two and have someone confront me and say, and even in a nice way, even though you know they're not fucking being nice, say to you, oh, hey, brother, we missed you on Wednesday night. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that shit. Right, right, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen in other churches. I'm sure it does. But I don't have to worry about it at all. Why? Because I decided to do me and have my own thing going on. So that, that, that's... That's a again a smaller portion of that, but like I'm out and I'm very happy to be out of that mess. Yeah. And definitely. and there's there's a whole lot more to go with that, but there's there's freedom, there's relaxation, there's happiness, there's a huge exhale on the other side of all that mess. And you don't have to stay in it and you don't have to live in it. And it's not easy to get out, and it is a process, and it is arduous, and it is painful, and you will lose friends. And in many cases, you're going to lose family. And I don't say that to be dismissive of it. I say that to say, prepare yourself. Because if you're on your way out and you think you're going to hold on to everyone, 
I, I respect that and I love you for that. And in all and in all reality, I want that for you. But you need to be prepared to know that that is not the reality of exiting a cult. Right. The IFB is a cult, and if you're prepared and if you really want to exit it, you have to prepare your heart and prepare your head to lose people. But the one thing that I've said many times, and I want to reiterate, is the fact that um, I know, again, this podcast, you know, I'm talking about religion, the IFB specifically, I'm talking about those things a lot and how terrible they are and how much I hate them. But I always want to drive home the point that if you have a religious um, uh, thing that you do, if you have a church you go to, a God you pray to, and it's not you're not shoving it, the, 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 my two caveats are, if you're doing this thing that's religious or godly or church-like or you attend a church, and you're not shoving it down someone's throat, and it's not causing anyone harm, and so three things, and you feel like it's bringing benefit to you, why wouldn't you do that? Do that. I'm not, and again, doesn't my approval, I know, doesn't matter one way or the other. It doesn't, and that's fine. But if you're looking at this podcast and you're thinking, well, this guy just has a bone to pick, and he's just pissed off, yes, I'm pissed off, and yes, I have a bone to pick, but there's a lot more to what I'm saying than that, and there's a lot more to who I am than that. And the point that I always like to make, any chance I get, is if you are serving a God, and you're part of a, a church, and you feel like, like I said, it's bringing benefit to you and your family, and you also aren't causing harm to anyone and you're not shoving your version of God down anyone's throat man do it I'm, I'm happy for you that's great I've gotten in more than one fight on Facebook and social media where someone's just railing on me for how much I hate God and religion I don't but the, the problem is I hate your version of it sometimes yeah. <laughs> and that's the truth so anyways again those are my those are my caveats those are my points and I just wanted to you know kind of bring it like John said a couple times bring it full circle and talk about the fact that this isn't a, a um, a lynch mob this isn't we're not witch hunting here but um, the truth is it's it's okay to transition out of the IFB and find something else that works for you yeah most definitely and um, a lot of you probably don't know from a lot of the podcasts but because <laughs> me and Stuart get along so well is that um, I actually do go to church on Sundays oh yeah you know um, we have a good community and um, and I know to them, maybe watching this video, it might be a little bit foreign. Right, for sure. But that's I'm okay with that because to me, I know what truth is. Yeah. And I believe what Stuart is doing here, I believe he's exposing some real truth. And I oh, think truth you. is needed, you know. Yeah. And um, that's why I want to be a part of this too. And for me, a part of the transition, it wasn't just like pull out an IFB. Right. And, and then cold turkey. And then you're, you're yeah, you're cold yeah. turkey. It. Because what, what we all know well, at least what I know is what's very important is community. Yeah. So whether yeah. it's podcast community yeah. or whether it's community of humans are tribal. Out, We're tribal. Definitely. Yeah, and even if you want to look at the word church, right? I know it's like so bad in our brains for fundamentalism. <laughs> for sure. And I still have issues in yeah, that, right? Absolutely. Um, um, it's a called out assembly, you know? Yep. But if we want to talk about unity and, and, and people coming together, I mean, we all know that hate and that agenda and and manipulation mm -hmm. that's all bad stuff yep. like, whether you read the bible or not the bible is clear on manipulation absolutely like, you can't do that right yep but anyway um your transition is going to be very different but what's most important is community yeah. um so and, finding and, something you're yeah saying. find yeah find somebody to reach out to yep. and just communicate like if you can't speak freely with people once again, my like I talked about in the spanking part, like, right. dude, if you believe something and it's true, you shouldn't be threatened by everybody that talks to you, exactly. especially if you're in ministry. 
Oh God, no, no way, like, no. What? I I never understood that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, so defensive. The beautiful thing is we're all different individuals and yes. we all have different filters yep, and we all see that. things different mm -hmm. ways. It's perspective. That's how we all learn. Yep. But the thing is, is when you have a, th this is what I would say about church too. If you have a controlled environment yeah. where somebody is telling you or a controlled relationship where you have to think this way, you have to be this, way, this way, you have to feel this way, people are trying to change you mm -hmm. or whatever. To me, if it's truth, you're going to change because you see the truth. Just yeah. like spanking. Dude, I was in rejection Absolutely. to that whole idea. I was like, babe, we're not going there, yep. right? Yep. But um, that's, what my, that's what my body was saying. But right. I'm like, you know what? Let, let me hear Think your point of view. It. Yeah. And look at where I'm at today. Yep. Not that it's a notch on my belt anymore. Right. We're all growing. And we cannot grow if we don't grow together. And that's, that's where good. perspectives that's is good. at. And see, that's why for me, traditional church bothers me. Because you have one man stand up, yeah. tell everybody how they're supposed to believe. It's a dictatorship. It totally is. Because, I'm sorry, if you want to talk about the body of Christ, which I cherry-picked one of the other things, <laughs> is, is, dude, we're all different. Yep. Like, totally different. We see the world differently. But if we don't all come together, yeah. right? There's a Beatles song. Anyway, right now, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, if we don't good. all come together, really... Honestly, and it's not this universal harlot crap. Right. <laughs> like, dude, we need to learn and grow from each other. Yeah. You guys have perspectives that I might not see. Honestly, even if they're an IFB, yeah. Like, honestly, if they're willing to have a communication thing, I can learn something from that. Uh, fuck them. No, I'm just kidding. No, I can. <laughs> I totally can because I why? I take that opportunity. <laughs> I get it. I the reason why is because I've been in their shoes. Yeah. I can see totally. where they're at, and I'm Absolutely. like, dude, I get you. But, dude, if you're coming off as my way is the only way, my way or the highway type shit. And that's shit, not even religion. That's in business. That's in politics. Yes. That's everything. Like, Dude, where I work, how, yeah. honestly, that's changed my whole life. If you want to talk about transitioning out of IFB, yeah. dude, once I've opened up those perspectives and you can learn from everybody, you know how to manage people, you're, you know how to impact you people. You have such a... Like, your life dude, is so... It works. It's fuller. You're it living a fuller. real life now. You're not... Look, so there's a, it's funny because they try to make it a positive thing, like keeping your blinders on like a horse would. Like the IFB really works at like, and they talk about yeah, it. I've heard so many sermon illustrations, but take them off. Take off those, just take, just come on, just take them off yeah. and see the world. You can see the whole world now because before you're only in this lane, you can only see this. And you impact can only see, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a moment in my life, which, you know, I might get some flack for this, but for those <laughs> who... Those that understand yeah. me as a person and um, weren't just trying to protect their name, no. Mm. Um, there was a moment in my life where I wasn't able to go to the church, right? Yeah. And so, um, and dude, I made my mistakes, right? For sure. But it wasn't what it was played out to be. Yeah. But that's fine. Like, I love the comments. Go for it. Yeah. Anyway, if you do, <laughs> <Light them> uh, <laughs> if you do, then I'll say names. Right, which right. Nobody will like that. But anyway. Uh, they never do. So, no, but in, in all honesty, um, for all of the people involved... When I was out of there, mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, I moved to the state yep. to minister to people. Yeah. Like, that's what I came down here for. Yeah. And like, now, dude, I made my own choices. I have my own consequences. Right. But like, I was out there with nobody. And I remember I learned more about God not being in church than being in church in a building. There right? you have it. There you because have it. while I was outside of it, I would call up yeah. my mom. Yeah. And my mom will testify. This is so funny. Testify. Did I just Oh, say? shit. Do I have a witness? <laughs> no. Anyway, so I would call my mom up. I remember. And I'm like, you know what, mom? I just realized 
like I'm not gonna be on my deathbed and I'm not gonna be like man I wish I went to church one more time on my deathbed that is never gonna happen no said one no one ever, ever right if the church is the body yeah. Then have relationships. I'm here. Why yeah. is it the building and the and the work and all that stuff? It's the money. Dude. It's the fellowship. No, exactly. But yeah. We, yeah, you follow the money, you see problems. That's, <laughs> yeah, there you that's, go. That's one. There you and go. then the other one for me was huge because I was always a giver. Yeah, yeah. And tithe, right? And when we were in church, which that's a whole other podcast, but I got to hit it this is. note. With tithe, it was all about you have to give your money to church. Yeah. And this is this is the, of the first fruits. This is God's money, mm -hmm. right? And you have to give it. And the thing that was always told to us was, don't worry about where the money goes. Trust God with that money, right? <laughs> Even though you're handing it to a man. Even though you're handing it to a man that's in prison, right? <laughs> and once again, like, dude, I get it. The system sucks, though. Mm -hmm. The system produces system will it. You up, yeah. I get but it. anyway, so still make your so own choices. Here I am. Yep. I call my mom another Sunday. Hey, God knows I can't go to church. Where am I supposed to tithe? This is universal. What am I, what <laughs> what am I supposed I do? to do with my money? I like, I got a free pass? Right. Like, dude, I just got rich, right? How about that? But no, like, to me, giving was still important. Yeah. And what I realized was, dude, I go out to eat. Yep. I'm going to give a fat tip. I was giving, like, yeah. $50 tips because <laughs> I knew that that money would go further in that pocket right there then, than anyone else's. So, conference. to me, yeah. from the business standpoint, mm -hmm. right, being a, a good steward of your money mm -hmm. and wanting to make a wise investment, yep. I'm like, dude, if God's going to do something with the money, he's going to do it further in that pocket For sure. than the light bill, the million-dollar deal, all that stuff. Suits, Why do cars. you need a building? You don't. Why do you need you a multi-million-dollar building? Look, and if we go, we go, if we're gonna talk about Old Testament, New Testament, like that wasn't building wasn't a thing. They for were Jesus. a fellowship. Jesus and his disciples. Where where was it? Where they went was to the, houses. Where was the one central location where Jesus and his disciples always met and worshipped? Oh yeah, there fucking wasn't one. Yeah, that wasn't a thing. No, there's so much stuff. So much there. There's a lot. So, but anyway, to to bring it full circle. Yeah. Like, honestly, the transition, it's rough, but find a community. If that's a that's church, good. that's great. Just make sure, once again, the church isn't, isn't going to be a controlling... You're not going back to... You know. If you're getting out of the IFB, oh, yeah, you something. know what to look for. You know where you're coming from. You know, that, you know the fucking red flags. You know them. And so, if that's, where you're, if that's what you're coming out of, that that's what you're escaping from, you know what to look for to not go from the... What is it? Frying pan to the fire. You yeah. know how to not do that. So don't yeah, do that. Yeah, you, you know how to do that, but there is a principle, and this mm. is a biblical principle, yeah. and it's so true because actually this has become so much a part of our life yeah. that it's easy, it's, to, it's easy to go to another What's thing. What's known. And so there's a scripture that talks about um, promising to give people liberty, but you're actually putting them in a bondage, bondage right? Yep. And so what happens is, is you're like, oh, this church has no rules. Right. Right? But then they got this new package of rules where it's like extra holiness or, or righteousness or Bible yep. studies and all yep. this stuff. Yep. And it's still something you're being measured to. To me, if you're being measured, then you're not on a journey. You're being a robot. Right? And so they're Boom. making you a robot. That's good stuff. That's red flag. Right? Yep. But if you want a relationship, find people that are okay with you being you. Mm -hmm. You know? That's good. And, That's a very um, good point. Yeah. I like it. The transition's hard. It's rough. And it, there's stages to it. There yeah. really is. There is. But and don't hold yourself in so much judgment. People that want to know truth yeah. will find truth. You will. You absolutely will. For sure. So 
Um, I think we're gonna close it with yeah. that. But man, some great points from John. I'm so glad that you came on. And thanks for letting um, me. Dude. Yeah, dude, I love of what course. You're yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, just I don't know a lot of great points that he closed it with. I always try to bring it in with some hook and close it. But man, the stuff that John said right now, just you, there was we gotta go back as we did before and watch this over again. Yeah. But there's a lot of really good points. So um, at least the last 20 minutes or so of this. Um, I'm not saying the, the first half or whatever, or the first portion, portion of it was crap, but I really enjoyed these last few minutes. We really delved into some heavier topics and some things, um, just some principles that you don't have to use them. You don't have to give a fuck about them. You can throw them out the window. But I, I really appreciate what you had to say, and I, I myself got into some territory that I was happy I got into. So yeah, no. without further ado, we thank you and are very grateful for your support for the podcast and for checking it out and for watching this episode. And I think it's because I'm tired. I keep doing this thing. I don't know why I'm doing that. I just want to talk about it for a second. Cause some, no, definitely that's not going to help hey, uh, for once in my life. Candy is dandy, but liquor is quicker. It is quicker. But I don't know. I just want to speak to that because I don't know why I keep doing that. Just so you know, I'm not having a stroke or an aneurysm yet. Um, but it's maybe in the near future. Anyways, thanks so much for watching yeah. this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. Thank you, John, for coming on yeah, in all sure. seriousness. And uh, stay tuned, guys. we got more great stuff to come. And we're so grateful that you came along for the ride. Yep.